0: That's where a lot of people go go bad with a pup. They throw them in a pen and just throw feed to them every day. And to me, you got to make a connection with them. Some guys don't agree with me on that, but I think you got to have a good bond with a dog.
1: It's real simple I think with a pup and a lot of people don't understand it. When a pup is ready to start, it will start. You can't force a pup to start and you can't force a pup to treat. It has to do it on its own. <911�
0: hooomorphic boy stalks>
1: and welcome to the Stark Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Clayton Stark, and today's podcast is going to feature an interview with Austin Terrell. Austin Terrell is a pretty well-known competition handler, and he's been coon hunting for quite a while, and he has a really interesting story. But before we get into this interview, I'll give you guys a few updates about me and what I've been up to. I've recently updated some of my filming equipment, and if you follow me on Patreon, you've already seen what that is and kind of what it's going to be. I made some upgrades because I actually have some big projects coming up, As many of you know, I had the Houndsman Spotlight series, and I'm actually going to be moving on to another series, and this is going to be a little bit more professional and in-depth. I'm still going to have my regular videos that I do every Sunday. I'm just adding a new project that's going to have a higher production value, and the first person I'm getting with for this new project is actually Randy Smith of Lone Pine Kennels, and we're going to get together in March and start producing that for you guys. I also have some other trips planned. I've had a lot of you reach out to me and want to go hunting. Unfortunately, I can't get to them all right away just because I can't be in multiple places at once. But I am getting together with Danny Nichols and his family for some squirrel hunting in South Carolina like I do every year this time of year. I'm getting back together with Austin Trail to make another coon hunting video. I'll be picking up a new blue tick puppy from Matt Lingo out of Country Club. So there's a lot of great stuff coming. Also, I'll be covering the Tournament of Champions again. I'll be at Walker Days recording the Talk with Legends. So I'm gonna be busy in the next few months i'm really excited to share it all with you guys and hope you're looking forward to that and none of the stuff would be possible without you so i appreciate your support especially those on patreon since they've updated the app on patreon and allow me to post videos right to the app and since i started doing that the number of support and subscribers i have had on there has grown a lot so for those out there who have been subscribed on patreon for a long time and all the new ones i really appreciate your support and if you're interested in subscribing on patreon what that is it's a social media app That's a paid subscription service where you can subscribe to see exclusive content, get in direct contact with me, see daily updates, live updates as I'm making the videos, and also make hunting requests. So if you want to get in direct contact with me or any of the other stuff that sounds interesting to you, make sure you go to patreon.com slash starkoutdoors. Or you can download the Patreon app and look me up on there as well. Depending on the subscription that you get, you can also get access to merch like t-shirts. And I really appreciate you guys for supporting me on there. I'd also like to thank my sponsors. I'd like to thank Conkey's Hound and Hunting Supply. And I actually just got a new boot dryer and some Bama socks from them. And it's really nice. I encourage you guys to check that out. If you need some new clothes, make sure you check out Coon Wear. They have some great t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and about anything you'd need. If you're in the market for a new tracking system, make sure you check out Dogtra with the Pathfinder and the Pathfinder 2 you can use code STARK5 to save some money with your purchase on there. If you're in the market for a new light, I highly suggest you check out Big Dog Lights. I've used them for about 12 years now. I haven't had a single issue with one of their lights yet. They're very durable and dependable, and if you buy directly from Big Dog, you can use code STARK10 to save some money with your purchase. I'd also like to thank Bayou Legacy Game Calls with the Tree Shaker Coon Squaller, Ring Tails and Tall Tails Hunting Supply and Taxidermy, Gun Dog House Doors, and my latest sponsor, Coon Hunter Supply with Razor Hunting Gear. I actually got a really nice Razor Hunting Vest, and some new boots i'll be doing a video for you guys doing a complete gear review here soon i'm really liking what i got from them and i think you'll like it too and that's just kind of what i've been up to and i had a great time sitting down with austin Trail, and look forward to making another coon hunting video with him and i hope you enjoy this interview All right, now do you want to introduce yourself?
0: Yes, I'm Austin Terrell. So yeah, um, my dad got me into coon hunting. Um, we started, he started me off real young, um, introducing me to a bunch of different dogs. Uh, we mostly hunted black and tans and walkers. Um, a lot of other guys uh, from our hunting club got me into hunting. Um, a Couple of them are Leon Childers. And um, I first started hunting for uh, Jimmy Wills. Um, he got me, you know, going and handling dogs for him um we won a couple hunts a few big hunts and uh that more or less got me into it you know going to the hunts and everything and my dad he uh would take me to youth hunts um every weekend him and noel allen um we would load up and we would go go all over and um we had a lot of fun doing it so
1: when you started it was with a lot of competition hunting right off the bat uh we we pleasure hunted a lot
0: uh hide hunted um we would you know every season hide hunt but we'd go to a lot of hunts as well um youth hunts you know my dad he wants some bigger hunts as well and uh, that's what really got me into it was my dad so. so how did
1: how did they teach you did they kind of just throw you into it or did you do like practice when you pleasure hunted yeah
0: so we would uh we would practice uh out pleasure hunting me and my dad and a couple buddies from the uh, hunting club we would practice a bunch of us get together and just have a you know have a ball doing it and um my dad you know he showed me a lot different ways you know learn the rules was the number one thing he always taught me um if you're going to play the game you need to know the rules and uh that's kind of how you know how we did it so okay
1: and you said you said what was your first dog you hunted with
0: first dog i hunted with my dad he had a black and tans um they were out of um, set him up ace we hunted them, uh, he had one of the youngest Grand Knights at that time out of Set Him Up Ace. He hunted him um, for a while and then just studded him out and then we just you know hunted black and tans mostly. Um, the first dog I owned was a dog, uh, it was out of Chubby. Um, Jerry Farmer owned him. Um, I worked all summer uh, cutting grass and all that good stuff, saving my money and I ended up buying her. It was a Walker female. so.
1: So was Ace the first dog you competition hunted?
0: The first dog I competition hunted was a a Walker male dog. It was out of uh, Nocturnal Nitro, I believe. Okay. When did you start hunting for other people? I started hunting for other people when I was about, probably about 15 is when I started hunting for other people.
1: And did you, did someone just ask you to or did you just decide? Yeah,
0: it was some local guys around the club, um, around my club. Um, It was Jimmy Wills, actually. He was the one. Um, him and daryl sparks i started hunting dogs for them and doing some good with them you know but i always hunted my dogs me and my dad and then i just i took it to another level yeah
1: so what do you remember what dog that was did you
0: the first one for jimmy Mm -hmm. uh the first one i hunted for jimmy was call me the breeze i uh i doubled up with her at the fall super stakes won a lot of hunts different hunts with her open event hunts bigger hunts um breed hunts she was a Directly out of Gunsmoke,
1: Leon Childress's okay. dog. Yeah. Do you remember how long you hunted her for? I hunted her
0: for a few years, and then I um, hunted some other dogs for him. We, you know, that he had some younger dogs, and then um, I hunted another dog that he owned. Uh, his name was Mason Jar, and we did some good with him as well.
1: When did you stop
0: hunting for him? Um, I can't remember when I stopped hunting for him. It was probably. I hunted for him for about three or four years, and then I kind of went back to hunting some dogs for myself, um, black and tans. Uh, trained a few of those and done some good with them, and you know, and sold them. And then I went back for just hunting dogs for people, young dogs, and handling all kinds of different dogs for people. So,
1: you, who was the next person you really worked with? Um, the next person
0: I really worked with was I have to say uh, Seth Wimpy out of Georgia.
1: Oh. So
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How did you get hooked up with him um, just through going to hunts?
0: Yeah, going to hunts and stuff and I, I really wanted to hunt a black dog at the PKC World Hunt that year, just something different, you know. And uh he called me up and said, Hey, I, I got a dog here and um I hunted him and won a couple early rounds with him, made a mistake, you know, in the cast, made a bad call, but he was a really, really solid old dog. And then um he got me hooked up with another dog he had. His name was uh, Big Time Reggie. We did a lot of winning with him. A lot. So I hunted for him for about three years. And then I hunted other dogs for people as well. You yeah. know, Just young dogs.
1: Is there any more since then? or the, yeah, Up until now?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm hunting right now for uh, Joe Mullins. and um, He has the Wicked Ambush dog that we placed second place with at the Super Stakes. He's going to... Uh, we're going to hunt him in some more hunts probably and all that good stuff okay.
1: so do you want to if you can remember them all at least the biggest wins that you've had
0: yeah um some of the biggest wins i've had uh, would have to be black and tan days placing you know over there at ukc um top 100 of the world hunt uh i won first place with reggie um at the at the zones uh, for the qualifying i won the first place for that and then you know we went over to the uh iowa top 100 that year um doubled up a lot of different dogs at super stakes uh won some pro classics state races i got placed second in georgia state race pkc and uh, legacy hunts i won a few of those um, second place at the super stakes one year with ambush that was one of the biggest ones
1: so what are your plans going forward competition wise uh
0: my plans going forward is hopefully to uh, i'd like to win the super stakes and i'd like to win um the king of uh, the king of hunt at uh, black and tan days with my dad's black and tan.
1: That would so, be, yeah.
0: be pretty neat. Yeah, I uh, I've came close every year to winning it, placing over there. Um, last year I won with uh, Chad McCoy's dog Blackie was her name. I won the champion of champions over there, the whole thing. So that was pretty big too.
1: Yeah, I've hunted with that dog. She's she's a nice. She's dog. She's nice dog. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely.
1: So you've been doing this for a while, but kind of moving away from competition, more like training dogs. How do you like to start pups?
0: I like to start pups. Um, like I tell everybody, every pup is different that people send me or I train for myself. I like to start them, you know, hunt them a little bit with older dogs, you know, just taking my time with them, um, seeing what I need to work on one thing at a time. I don't like to work on a bunch of things at once in one night. I think, hey, what is this pup, his biggest hole? I try to work on that with him, and then I move forward from that. Um, I like to show them a few cage coons. I don't really like to show them, you Know the coon in the trap, I like to turn it loose and let them try to figure it out. Yeah, that's the best way, and I like to uh, do it with the pups and I always make sure they're healthy, up to date on their shots, and uh, wormed out real good. You want to make sure your pups are, you know, healthy before they can
1: perform. Is there a certain age you like messing with them more, or just kind of? Um, I'll start taking
0: them with me and getting them used to the box and everything so they're not sick. Uh, I like to take them when they're about four or five months old, you know, start riding them and all that good stuff in the truck. And then, uh, you know, just letting them run around, run with the older dog and uh, go from there.
1: What's the earliest you've had a dog start?
0: The earliest I've had dogs start would be about five, six months old. They'd run a tree of hot coon on their, on their own. Yeah, that seems to be,
1: everyone I've talked to, it's yeah. usually that's, if the rare ones that start really, it's usually five or six months yep. old, somewhere around there. Yep. When do you, if you've been working for with a dog for a long time, when do you kind of, think it's not one you might like
0: um uh, well when they're really not consistent for me that's the biggest thing for me is consistency if they're not real consistent then usually I'll move them on you know I have sold some really good dogs but um you know that's when you know the money got right you know and I had other dogs to hunt for people or whatever but um I've always you know looked for you know consistent and you know what Good, they have, and you know, the bad points, and kind of try to you know, cancel all that out. Usually, I I usually give up on them is when they're not you know,
1: consistent, right? What about have you done much breeding, just kind of getting pups from other people? No,
0: I haven't done a whole lot of breeding, uh, never was really into that. Uh, My my dad was, like I said, he uh, he had a dog directly out of set him up ace, he bred him a lot, and uh, you know, he likes doing that. I'm more of the you know, going to the hunts and hunting older dogs. To yep. be honest with you just they're they're easier to hunt and, <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll take on some pups you know hunting for people and, you know and all that good stuff but they're just
1: they can be a headache yeah and a lot yeah. of, a lot of times <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yep you said you went to a lot of youth hunts when you were a kid yeah
0: I, I i went to a lot of youth hunts growing up like i said my dad would take me a bunch he was just you know always helping me out showing me hey if you're gonna go you know you need to know the rules and uh, we would practice a bunch. Um, Leon Childers, he would take me a bunch, you know, different hunts. We went to Texas one year to the Jeez. Lone Star Hunt he took me. And uh, that was just an awesome experience. Uh, we went hog hunting, um, <laughs> you name it. And on, along the way, we stayed at J.C. Ellis's house down there. And uh, we just had a blast. And he was, you know, he was always great to me and took me hunting and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, then I would go out in the summertime and uh spend with my cousin and we would go fishing growing up we would go fishing all you know all day and then go hunting all night and uh we uh we had a lot of fun doing it so
1: so do you do anything any other type of hunting besides coon hunting
0: yeah um uh, i'll do a little bit of squirrel hunting pheasant hunting rabbit hunting stuff like that um my uncles and grandpa they were big into the mountain feist uh they had cadillac jacks dogs out of him okay and uh they were good friends with ed Bates and all them guys and uh, they had some really good dogs yeah so
1: if you don't mind yep, you're good. talking about it what like if Someone is new getting into competition hunting. Yeah. What are some of the most important things they should do or consider?
0: Uh, some of the important things they should do is is to read the rules and to know their dog. Um, if you're going to go to a hunt, try to know your dog. Um, you know, whatever you got to do to get to know it better, hunt it on good nights, bad nights, you know all of its different barks and, um, you know, different what track it's running, you know, if it's going to go in there and just, you know, get treated quick or, you know, struggle a little bit or make some locates or ground barks that are different. You need to know all that about, you know, your dog. And the biggest thing is to know the rules. You know, if you're going to compete, you have to know the rules. That's the biggest thing.
1: How much, in your opinion, if you don't mind answering this, how much is when when you're winning a cast, let's say, how much of it is you versus, like, your handling versus the dog? Not just you, but just... Basically, can someone a good handler take an average dog and do a lot, or do you think any more? It takes a really good dog to be consistent.
0: Um, it goes both ways. I've seen a lot of guys um, that are great handlers, and know the rules. Some of these guys don't have a clue, and they uh, talk them into something, or you know, or just beat them by a rule. And um, that's that's just how it is. You know, it's a, it's a game. That's what I tell everybody. And a lot of people take that personal. But if you don't know the rules, you know, like I say, um, you don't need to really be hunting in the hunts.
1: <laughs> i just i always wondered that because i've been in some competition knots right but not a ton so i just i just always wondered especially now i don't the way social media there's so much talk about stuff like that. i'm sure there it, is. it, it yeah. was like that before but it's I it's, it's even worse, worse now yeah, it is so i just wondered i was gonna start asking people that how much they think is it 50 50 dog handler or does it? Every situation different, probably.
0: Yeah, I I agree with every situation is different because I've seen nights where the dogs just all of them look good and just you know a guy have better strike or you know another tree and wins, you know. But most of the time it's it's fifty fifty for me. You know, it's it's going to go with the handler who's in the cast or you know the dogs. But I usually like to be on the cast where everyone knows the rules, just call their dog, and whoever wins wins it. You yeah, know? that's cast i like to be on usually
1: i'd imagine in most cases if, if your dog's just tree and more coon than everyone else's like that's it's not it's not going to be too hard to win that cast
0: well sometimes yeah
1: <laughs> depends I,
0: on who's in your cast yeah <laughs>
1: that's uh, that's why I, i've just been thinking about that a lot lately because you'd assume most times the dog that performs the best will win and i assume The rules are written in a way to which that happens most times yeah the hunts i've been on i haven't luckily i haven't seen or had to deal with anyone really trying to do anything shady yeah yeah i'm not saying it doesn't happen but i personally haven't experienced it yeah then again the hunts i've been on have been either really little hunts or really really big hunts right where there's live tv crews and stuff so that type of stuff will eliminate a lot of stuff it will and i usually have a camera with me so i'm sure a lot of that stuff doesn't happen because there's a camera crew there (laughs) but i imagine (laughs) if it was kind of like a medium-sized hunt leading up to a bigger hunt when there's no camera crews there some of that stuff might come out more often yeah and get a little ugly Yeah. yeah so speaking of that do you have any stories like that where you've experienced some shady stuff on cast do you want to share
0: um I've yeah I, I've experienced some real shady stuff I've seen some guys uh, take off their hunting belts and get into each other's face just over some uh, crazy stuff you know and when no one could even win you know the hunts that, that sometimes but yeah I, I've seen a lot of shady stuff but um, definitely not going to name no names. No, on no don't here. wait. No, name,
1: no names. No names.
0: But, but yeah, I've uh, I've seen a lot of people get talked into stuff. A lot of younger guys usually, or some of the older guys that just didn't know the rules. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I've seen my fair share on casts. People arguing, cussing, fighting, uh, throwing scorecards, <laughs> yeah. all that good stuff.
1: That goes back to what you said about knowing the rules. Yep. Because then if if you know the rules and you're just focusing on you and your dog. I assume that would eliminate a lot of stuff like that, where you're not kind of going back and forth with anyone else.
0: Yeah, it, it, it will. It, it'll eliminate a lot of that stuff, definitely.
1: Was it worse when you were a kid, or is it worse now?
0: Um, you know, I haven't, you know, in the last five or six years, I haven't seen a whole lot of crazy stuff go on. You know, I've heard a lot of guy, different guys this and that or at the local hunts. Um, but years ago at my hunting club and around, there was a lot more... Um, bigger guys at the time you know hunting and you had to know your rules if you were going to a hunt you didn't know your rules they would they wouldn't they would eat you alive you know? <laughs> they, they wouldn't give you no breaks you know because they were you know either running for uh, the state you know state race and all yeah. that good stuff which when, when you're running for that stuff you it can get a little you know you can get a little crazy on that stuff because i ran for them and it, it's hard to to run for truck tickets and state races and all that. It's fun, but it it takes a lot of time and dedication.
1: Yeah. If you've been hunting with dogs for any amount of time, you know how important a good quality bloodline is. So if you're in the market for a new dog, keep these stud dogs in mind. AKC World Champion, PKC Platinum Champion, Grand Knight Champion, Davis's Rosedale Frogger, and also check out PKC Gold Champion, UKC Dual Grand Night Champion, Buck Creek Croson. Frogger is owned by Birchell Davis, and Croson is owned by Chuck Dunlap. So make sure next time you're in the market for a young dog or maybe breeding your female, do some research and check out these dogs. So I assume you weren't planning on going to that PKC hunt they canceled in Arkansas?
0: No, I wasn't planning on We didn't have nothing this year um, qualified for that one, but...
1: I figured, because yeah. you said go this weekend. So what are we hunting tonight?
0: Um, we're hunting tonight uh, Wicked Ambush. Um, he plays second place at Super Stakes. He's you know, a pretty solid dog. Um, nothing fancy. He just moves around good. And when he trees, he usually show you a coon or a den. Um, and then I'm also hunting a spring one-year-old. Out of, um, he's out of Big Lee, and uh, he's a pretty solid little dog. Um, I'm going to be hunting him at the Super Stakes this year, spring, and uh, that's what we'll be hunting
1: tonight. So what's that ambush dog out of?
0: He's out of Wicked Vapor, and uh, I I forget his bottom side, um, but he's directly out of Wicked Vapor. How old is he? He is four now. How old is the other dog? He is, I think he's one. Okay. Do you focus on
1: one registry? You try and...
0: Uh, No, I I hunt both registries. I hunt UKC and PKC. that's usually what I hunt.
1: Have you hunted any pro sport? hunts? I haven't
0: yet. I'm going. We're going to though. We're going to hunt a few of those as well. Yeah.
1: So. So did you? You said you squirrel us, Did you competition squirrel hunt at all, uh, or just play? We,
0: we did a little bit, but my uncle and grandpa, they did. Uh, they had, like I said, they had some real good squirrel dogs out of Cadillac Jack, and uh, they actually had a world squirrel dog uh, train for the training contest. They won it, uh, world champion. Huh. Um, but yeah, they uh, they hunted a lot of hunts, squirrel hunts,
1: yeah. all that good stuff. You said you hunted pheasants too, Sorry, so do you have any...
0: No bird dogs, no. I usually just hook up with some guys, buddies. They yeah. they take us out or we go on some farms or they turn them loose and oh, we go yeah. and shoot them. It's a good time, all yeah. that stuff.
1: Anymore, that's about all you can do. There's no pheasants and stuff like that around yeah, anymore? Yeah, there,
0: there's none really around us no more either. It's crazy. So Or, or quail, none of those.
1: No, there's not. Same up <laughs> where I live, there's yeah, nothing, nothing like that. So all you have is coon hounds now, then.
0: Yep, that's all I have. Yep. Yep, Coonhounds and uh, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for years and hunting different dogs for people and for myself. And it's been, it's been a blessing.
1: Do you have anything that you're hunting like pup wise right now, or just those two dogs? Nope,
0: just those two dogs.
1: When you're looking to get into another partnership or work with someone else, how like? how would you do that like what, what's your process do you hunt with the dog first
0: so what i usually do is i use there's usually guys that's texting me you know wanting me to hunt a young dog or pay me or whatever you know to go to some hunts um usually i'll you know go hunting with them see how they are or they'll text me you know and usually i i believe what they say the guys i deal with now yeah. um they send me pretty good dogs all different you know different kinds and uh it's been pretty good for the most part
1: yeah Some people hear this because I see a lot of people that want to get into doing that. How would you tell people that might not have connections or know people kind of start getting into that hunting dogs for people?
0: Yeah, uh, like I tell everybody, you got to be honest with them and tell them the good and the bad and keep it between you and the owner. Uh, You can't go run around local clubhouses and bad-mouthing people and their dogs when that guy's paying you to hunt. You know, he's putting (laughs) food on the table. That's how I've always looked at it. Um you just go out there hunt them, uh keep the guys updated, and usually the guys you deal with they'll they'll be happy with that, you know, like I always tell everybody if you're hunting a dog for somebody, you keep that between you know the owner and the guy hunting the dog yeah. um and just be honest, and when you know they send you to a hunt, you go to that hunt, and if you're hunting for them and they want you to go to these hunts you you gotta go and they're paying you
1: yeah, so.
0: That's how I've always looked at it, and that's how my dad's always taught me. If you're going to do something, you go all in and do it right.
1: What about someone, maybe not a kid, but, like, an older person looking to go to competition hunts? What could you kind of recommend them, how they would go about it?
0: Like we said earlier, probably just n- know the rules real well. Um, just, you know, if you got questions, ask, you know, other people or your good buddies that maybe has hunt a little, hunted a little more in the competition hunts, and they'll help you out Um and all that good stuff
1: start small i'd assume <laughs> like don't jump in to try yeah. some big
0: yeah don't jump into the big hunts uh, right away <laughs> because probably it won't be good for you yeah you know. but you start around the local clubs maybe some of the guys that you know you know around your clubhouse or you hunt with you know go with a buddy and and um, if you have a good buddy or good hunting buddy they will they'll take care of you and show you you know the rules and all that
1: good stuff what old, i guess what all breeds have you hunted
0: I've hunted about every breed, yeah. uh, black and tans, plots, leopard hounds, uh, blue ticks, English, black, uh, walkers, you know, about about everything. People <laughs> yeah. have sent me over the years. They've sent me a lot of different dogs.
1: So, do you have a style of dog do you like better? Um,
0: I like Just... I like them all really. If they're consistent and move around pretty good, I I, I like them. And yeah. If I can win with them, I'm, I'm good with it. Just so they tree coon. Yep. Hustle. Yep. Yep. Hustle and tree coon and. <laughs> and uh you know that's about it really
1: yeah (laughs) i think a lot of i've talked about this before some other people but a lot of people put way too much thought into everything else besides just hustling and tree and coon there's too much worry about everything else how the dog barks what like yep not even necessarily strike points just how it barks like all these other how it looks
0: (laughs) yep yep uh like I said, if, if they if they go and, and give me 100% every night, I don't care what color they are. And they tree coon stay. And usually, I, I like a dog stays to itself. You know, if it trees another dog right off the bat in a hunt, that don't bother me one bit. Because I'll get a piece of that pie and then I can get the rest to myself. Yeah. So I've always looked at it. And it's, you know.
1: When did you hunt a leopard?
0: Uh, it was years ago. I had a guy send me one. Um, He was from Georgia. He sent me one and back then you know shoot i was only getting paid uh, 350 a month and a bag of feed but uh back then that was great money for you know i was still in high school yeah and uh that was awesome money back then to me yeah and uh, that's when i when i did it
1: was he already finished when you got him or? uh he was a started dog started yeah Yeah. Uh, that's one breed i've never never seen yeah. coon before
0: yeah we had a guy uh, at our hunting club he he had a leopard hound and uh he was a pretty nice dog
1: have you hunt Red Bones before? I've hunted Red Bones, too, yep, yep. You won any hunts with any Red Bones?
0: I uh, never won any hunts with them, just <laughs> yeah. mostly, you know, young dogs at the time. Yeah. When I was growing up, man, I couldn't wait to uh, go to the hunting club. And meet. We'd have a meeting every Tuesday night in a PKC hunt, and Leon Childers, he ran it then, and now uh, I took over running it. And every Tuesday night, man, I would, uh, after school, I'd run off the school bus, <laughs> get ready, we'd go, we had the meeting at 5.30 uh, they'd be back here playing poker and uh, <laughs> cooking in this whole kitchen. And, man, I, I had a lot of great times and memories with them guys. And they would take me hunting. Uh, you know, after the hunt, we'd go pleasure hunting. And my mom, she'd be complaining and want me to come home uh, to get some sleep for school the next yeah. day. Because back then, you know, they'd be smoking cigarettes in there and playing cards all night, coon hunting. <laughs> you know how them coon hunters talk. Yeah. It, it was a it was a blast growing up. I couldn't wait to go to the, to the coon club.
1: I guess I ask this question all the time. What If you could narrow it down to one dog that you've hunted, do you have a favorite?
0: Um, I've had a lot of dogs I really like, but I, I have to say one of my all-time favorites um, was one that I hunted growing up. His name was Copper. I won a lot of youth hunts with him. That's the one me and my dad would you know go to all the youth hunts and take me. Um, he was a one-bark tree dog. Uh, when he located it, it was over <laughs> And uh, that made it so easy. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember growing up, I was on a cast one night, and I had five hundred, I think five hundred plus or five and a quarter, and I would still be training him. You know, I didn't know defense back then. You know, a lot. And then my dad, you know, when we got home at night, he said, "Man, you got to start playing defense." You know, as you could get beat like that, and, and uh, he was right because it, it happened to me before. But I have to say, he was probably one of my favorites. I. Uh, Made him a grand show champion, a PKC champion, AKC champion, and a grand knight yeah. uh, growing up. He was he was probably one of my favorites, I have to say.
1: So so you brought up defense. Do you want to explain kind of what that is he, to people that might not be too familiar with that?
0: Yeah, so uh, what I call defense is is when you have a, a very good score, uh, you want to try to play defense as much as you can and that's what my dad and a lot of the guys from the club they always told me that um so if you have a great score you don't want to if you don't have to tree don't tree your dog that's what i've always told some of the other guys um getting into it if you don't have to tree don't tree yeah so you know and uh you know if you got to take a last strike uh, you know, take a last strike or you know, treat your dog for a quarter, even you know, or whatever. But that's that's always been my motto. If you can play defense, play it. So
1: okay, that's a, yeah. I just wanted to clarify because yep. some people, I'm sure, they might not know exactly yeah, what that means. Definitely, I'd like to get some of the information out there just because there's so many people that, like you said, don't know the rules yep. and for sure they might not think of stuff like that.
0: Yeah definitely like i tell everybody as well you got to get in there and try it because you know you got to learn different things because different things can can happen in the hunts and uh that's how i learn different scenarios and all that good stuff happening
1: so what's probably the most important thing you've learned competition hunting the most
0: important thing i've learned in competition hunting would have to be um just know your dog really well and uh know the rules and that's what i've always kind of stuck by
1: when you're getting a dog ready for a hunt, like, do you have a certain thing you do leading up to it for all of them, or you just kind of take each dog different?
0: Uh, each dog is different, you know they're gonna have bad nights and good nights, and you got to kind of weigh that in with the weather, how you know cooner moving, um, and just go from there. And uh, usually, if I'm getting one ready, I'm gonna be uh, hunting it really hard, five six nights a week, taking it to some local hunts, seeing what I got to do. Uh, to work on it with other dogs and uh, that's how I've always done it and that's how my dad he told me how to do it and that's what I've always stuck by
1: I'm good with it if you are I'm good with it all right let's go to the woods (laughs) well that was a great interview and I really enjoyed getting to meet him and get to know his story a little bit i look forward to going hunting with him some more and also the new projects coming up i'm really looking forward to that and spring's almost here so i'm sure you're all excited for all that as well and i personally just wanted to thank all my patrons now because without you on patreon especially none of this would be possible i'm going to do my best to pronounce your name right and if i don't just reach out to me and i'll correct it so i'm sorry in advance but these are the people who truly care about promoting hound hunting in a professional manner and helping me with my mission and growing our sport so i'd like to thank martin flem alan zimmerman eric chandler Phillip Miller, Brandon, Dylan Honeycutt, Tyler Richardson, Tyler Friend, Parker Reese, Dalton Gillentine, Austin Burnett, Darnell Roberts, Rodney Weakle, Joe, Angela Cable, Brian, Sidarius Hunt, Blake, Justin Moore, Kendall Wynn, Derek Compton, Ryan Lehan, Kyle, Lawrence Anthony Hinnan, Mark Beard, Ryan Beck, Sam Waitley, Colton Dunlap, Brian Pollard, Mark Gallato, Bobby Overby. Tom Stark, Brody Julian, Tyler, Nelson Poor, Michael Mitchell, Brandon Sutherland, Drell Miller, Gregory Waterbury, and Micah Carter. Thank you guys for your support and I really appreciate it and look forward to more of you getting on here and interacting because like I said, I do post daily updates. And as I'm in the woods making videos, I also share videos on there as well. And I really, really appreciate all you guys on there that make this possible. And I look forward to making more of the stuff for you guys. And I'll talk to you next time. He ended up treeing seven tenths of a mile. I had my light on coming in, and he had another coon. So turned him loose three times. He had three coons. <laughs> house right, house right,